the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Not sure if you heard that first hour, but it's off the Smithsonian. It's radio gold. Somehow I was able to talk about a six foot ten box of chicken. Unbelievable. I was able to talk. I know. I know. Thank you very much. It is golden. Maybe it's platinum. It's so good. I'm not a big commodities guy, so it could be paper. But I digress. Um, Talk about a six foot ten box chicken. I talked about Harley Davidson making the biggest announcement in their history, and it's not. It's not what you think it is. It's about getting into China. Twenty years ago, and I like using twenty years because it's more than twenty years, and that just makes me sound old. More than twenty years ago, I would do research on China. And there was a study that I saw, I think it was in Coca-Cola's annual report, that said if if Coca-Cola sells one more ounce or one ounce of Coca-Cola to every person in China, stock would go up tenfold. You're like, whoa, I like that kind of stuff. So there was investments that came out. And to this day, I'm still fascinated with China because they got a lot more people than the U.S. And thus, they've got a lot more consumers than the U.S. Now, their consumers used to be dirt poor. And we looked at them as, oh, you're just a dirt poor farmer. And your country gives you food, and your country says you're allowed to have one baby, and your country says this. They're not that anymore. They're a little, there may be communism, communism with a little quasi-capitalism, and the quasi-capitalism was what fascinates me. The United States, I, I say this on a regular basis. People are like, I think the stock market's rigged. I think the stock market's, you know, uh, no, it, it always hits record highs on a pretty darn regular basis. So if, if you think it's rigged and you think it always goes down, you ain't looking at the fact, Jack. What, what's happening is you're buying a bad inv- uh, investment that you're getting in over your head, and it turns out to be a bad investment, and you panic and you lose money. Thank you, Mr. T. So I used to say to the Doubting Thomases, I know you're saying nice religious reference. Um, Thomas was one of the apostles who at one point in time didn't believe in Jesus, and there's a whole story about it. Um, so there's a lot of Doubting Thomases on wall street or about wall street people who live in main street like i can't invest i i'm too busy playing Fortnite. i can't invest i'm too busy uh robble robble robbling or i'm too busy like hanging out with my girlfriends i know you're saying rob do you hang out with girlfriends oh i wish i hang out with no one i'm lonely even my loved ones don't hang out with me what's that so sad i should paint my hair red today um because that will cheer me up so anyway i used to say you know to the doubting thomases that Wall Street works, and you're just being stupid. It's it's really it's not Wall Street. It's not capital. Oh, it is capitalism. You're just playing it incorrectly. Corporate America is capitalism. Um, I'm not going to name companies. I'm not going to name names. Well, let's just pick on TV right now. But it could be radio too. Places where I work, as the advertising money has left radio and television because there's been more things like satellite radio and podcasts and Facebook getting our attention. YouTube, 
Um, as the money's kind of become more diverse, it's been very important for those companies to become more diverse and find new revenue streams. And if they don't, someone says, you know what? Why am I paying you to do to do sales and you're not doing any sales? You're fired. Or I'm going to have you do sales and you're going to be the head of uh, marketing. So that head of marketing is fired. That's the way it works. Radio and television is downsized enormously. A lot of the money is coming out of it. That's called capitalism. Are the profits about the same? I don't know. I, I'm not the general manager. I'm not the, the head boss. I'm not the guy counting the pennies. I'm the guy on the air making minimum wage. I know a lot of women just got like, I, I want to marry. Oh, I don't want to marry him. Minimum wage. Minimum wage. There's a great song by uh, They Might Be Giants called Minimum Wage. We should play it because uh, it's all about capitalism. And can you have a livable wage? And a lot of times CEOs don't care and corporations don't care. And you look at someone like Zuckerberg who makes literally billions of dollars from his company. Um, I believe in capitalism. And you know how I said China's kind of communist, quasi little bit of capitalism thrown in in the last 20 years? The United States used to be purely capitalist. If the economy was good, we hired people. If the economy was bad, we fired people. And I would, I would say we've become capitalist quasi-social. And I think through the years, we're going to become more social, socialism, socialists. I, I think that path has started. I think the pure capitalist days probably started in the 20s and 30s. And they're, eh, you could go back to the gold rush days. Go west, young man. Go find your fortune. I'll sell you the picks and axes so you can do it. There was picks and axe sellers. There were uh, not enough women here, so some men would dress up as women, so the men would be like, woo it's a woman! And they would get paid to dress up as a woman. And that became San Francisco, a very odd part called the Castro. Um, but we also had restaurateurs. And I love restaurants that have like been in business since 1896, been in business since 1850. Um, you know, like a Sears Roebuck, capitalist. They made money by people coming west. They'd send out their catalogs and say, you pick something you like and you tell us, you, you send it in my mail and we'll send out a pony with it. And then Sears Roebuck kind of got whammied by the internet. And they kind of got whammied by Amazon. I know you're saying whammy. You've been watching game shows recently. So I think the United States is kind of moving towards quasi-socialism. And I think in the years to come, I think we'll do more, whether it be healthcare, whether it be a livable wage. I'm not against those things. I'm just talking from a very dry perspective. My job is to get you to retirement. And to do that, I'm going to play the capitalist system as best I can to help you, to show you how it works, how you're looking for 8 to 10% returns, sometimes more. And when it's down, you want to invest more. So my job is to show you things, not necessarily to agree with you or be likable. Um, there was a recent article on reverse mortgages in the USA Today, and they basically said, you know, a lot of reverse mortgages were being given or marketed in very poor, low-income neighborhoods. There was something called liar loans 20 years ago, uh, 15 years ago, where no-doc loans, would, the mortgage people would go into these, these areas and say, you want to buy a house? You want to sell this house and buy a bigger house? And the mortgage people were making money on the commissions, and the realtors were making money on the commissions, and we, they were targeting poor people. And they're like, you want to buy a $300,000 house even though you have a $100,000 house? Just put on there that you make $100,000 a year. There's a no-doc loan. Now, no-doc loans have a place if you're a professional athlete and you don't want to put together the paperwork and you make $700 million a year. It doesn't have a place if you're trying to buy a $300,000 house and you only make $15 an hour. It doesn't work that way. So anyway, recently I was talking about the reverse mortgages and how they targeted poor-income neighborhoods and say, hey, you have a $100,000 house. Why don't we give you $100,000 and... 
Um, people are like, yeah, and you can live in the house till the day you die as long as you pay your taxes and insurance. Well, they didn't have the ability to pay their taxes and insurance already. They were struggling on that. And then they give them $100,000 and they go out and buy a BMW, which depreciates, and they crash it. You suddenly are buying their houses, right? You're getting turnover. You're getting action. And a reverse mortgage person emailed me and said, that's not fair to talk about that because our association says otherwise. And I'm like, I'm going to talk about what I see. I'm going to be honest about it. And we don't have to agree. I don't mind being the bad guy. Sometimes it comes with the territory. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more socialism, U.S. go in that direction a little bit. Not a bad thing. Capitalism has its flaws, but it also has its upsides. Communism, eh, becoming a little bit more capitalist, a lot of opportunity. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Stock market is getting ready to roll out the welcoming mat for an IPO called Slack. Oh, boy. Let's talk about this one. It's going to be a big one. And it's going to be a direct listing, which is a little bit odd. A lot of companies... A lot of companies now, when they go public, they're like, let's come up with two different sets of shares. Facebook is famous for this. So ultimately, Mark Zuckerberg can't be voted out of power because he set up, you know, the shares that are public traded have no voting rights. He has the shares that have the voting rights. So Slack is a workplace messaging platform. It's coming public. Shares of the company will open for trading under the ticker symbol WORK, W-O-R-K. It's the latest in a parade of highly successful, no, no, highly valued tech companies that we hope become successful. The path to profitability sometimes can be very, very unclear. Um, Spotify was a company that came public, and they didn't raise capital with the help of underwriters. They went straight to the public. It's a direct listing. It nixes the capital raise and the new equity issuance that takes place in a regular way, IPO. Um, some on Wall Street don't like it because suddenly the Wall Street banks aren't making money. Um, so it may not get the institutional support that an Uber or Lyft got. Does that make sense? So Uber and Lyft, they go to Goldman Sachs. They go to Morgan Stanley. They go to Allen and & Company. And they say, we want to come public. And Morgan Stanley, Goldman Sachs, and Allen & Company, they, like, you know, they start rubbing their hands together. Like, We're going to make a lot of money. Let's do this. What's your story? Where's the sizzle? Uber's like, well, around the world, a lot of people use our services. We got Uber Freight. Tell me about Uber Freight. Uber Freight, um, we're going to be competing with FedEx a little bit more and more. FedEx, you know, canceled their contract with us. And so we'll take 15% to sell the story to Wall Street, and we'll raise you $40 billion. Sounds good. Is good. So the company will make more money by doing it themselves, but they won't get as much of a honed message. They, they've tried to hone their own message, so to speak. So Slack's IPO is not going to be a typical one. That's not to say it won't work. So Slack uh, would basically have to double in value at IPO to make CEO uh, a billionaire. CEO is a guy named Butterfield. And for some reason, I love the name, last name Butterfield. Stuart Butterfield. It's it reeks of how shall we say, money, prestige. Um, and when the stock doubles, he's going to be a billionaire. And you take a look at the company, and you're like, let's see how profitable they are. Oh no, no, they're not. And yet we're going to make this guy a billionaire. Yeah, 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 yeah. When I say we, I'm collectively saying 
the stock market, the public. Maybe you'll buy shares because you want the next, not Uber, you want the next Beyond Me. You want the next Google. You want the next Facebook. Don't you wish you could get it at the IPO? This is an IPO, an initial public offering. Facebook wasn't making money when they came public. So it's going to be interesting to see how their shares do without that institutional support. Some institutions will, will start following them, doing research on them. And when they do, they'll either like it or dislike it, and they'll tell their shareholders, not their shareholders, but their their investors, hey, um, our technology analyst just found a company called Slack. Not the best name, in my opinion, but I get it. I get it. I think of the term Slack as my generation. I'm Generation X, and we were known as Slackers. In our teens and our early 20s, you know, the older generation, the baby boomers, um, also, there was something called Flamers, kind of in between Baby Boomers and Gen X. And Flamers were fun-loving American-made, ever-righteous citizen souls. And they just, you know, they were the older, uh, they were the younger Baby Boomers, so to speak. Or you would have called them really old Generation X. And they looked down at us and they're like, you're finished, you're doing college in six years? Why not do it in four like we did? get to it. We'll be done. We kind of want to enjoy a little bit. There's not a lot of jobs out there. We kind of want to take our time. So I don't like the term slack because I was called a slacker. I want to say my dad might have called me a slacker. I don't know if that's true or false. I might be creating history, creating fiction, but I know that he thought that of me. Hey, a new Pokemon Go game's coming out. It's coming to the Android and the iPhone tomorrow, Friday. And guess what it is, ladies and gentlemen? A new Pokemon Go type game by the makers of Pokemon Go. The new game is going to be, wait for it, wait for it, Harry Potter, Wizards Unite. You will now be able to go around in virtual augmented reality and find things from the world of Harry Potter. Now, you're like, why do you bring this up? Because companies like Google and companies like Apple make money every time you go out and buy virtual magic potions or Pokeball, Pokemon balls, or I don't even know what you were able to buy in Pokemon Go. I want to say different things like sedatives to catch animals easier. I know you're saying they, they gave sedatives to catch animals easier or not animals, but Pokemons and Pokemon, I think stood for pocket monster back in the day when it was a trading card game, but then they move it to the phone. Pokemon go at one point in time was pulling in $3 billion of which Apple was getting about a billion. I know you're saying you're kidding. I remember coming out of a hockey game one night and going to a hotel. And as we walked to the hotel, there was like 70 people all in the, the square outside the hotel. I'm like, what the hell is going on? I don't get it. And I walk up to them, and they're all looking at their phone, and they're all catching Pokemons. And they're all spending real cash to get virtual goods. There's another game you might know called Fortnite that it's the same thing. You're basically dressed as a commando. But if you want to dress as a ninja, it's going to cost you about $10. If you want to dress as a wizard, it's going to cost you about $10. If you want like a backpack that keeps the number of kills that you got in a, in a, a game, it's going to cost you about $2. So Harry Potter Wizards Unite comes out tomorrow. It will be a phenomenon, and it will make Google and Apple lots and lots of money because the way they have their store set up, that if you want your app in their store, you have to pay to play. 
That's one of the reasons Apple's being investigated by senators at this point in time is their store seems grossly unfair. Companies like Spotify says they have their own music service. Why are they making money on our music service? You see where I'm going out with this. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing and more. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and your money live on the Bay Area Airwaves weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing and more. Yesterday, Donald Trump opened up his 2020 campaign. Isn't it fun saying the year 2020? In the year 2000, in the year 2020, Trump promised in his campaign to cure cancer, wipe out AIDS, and put American on Mars. Should be an interesting next four years if he gets reelected. Should be interesting to see where we are in 2024. Jeff Bezos and Bill Gates belong to a very exclusive club of people who are worth over $100 billion. And I think it's fair to say if Jeff Bezos didn't get all, how shall we say, worked up over someone who wasn't his wife... He might have been the first trillionaire, but the richest man in Europe, a guy named Bernard Arnault, or Bernard Arnault, but we say Bernard Arnault, he's now worth $100 billion. What did he do to become worth $100 million? It's kind of funny. He is the chairman of Louis Vuitton Moet Hennessy, which is luxury brands. One of the things I liked about Apple is when I started figuring out that it was a luxury brand, more so than, say, a Google phone or a Nokia phone, or a Motorola phone. Those were functional. They were designed with price points in mind that everyone could have one. I kind of like that Apple's raised prices, raised prices, raised prices, raised prices. Then they brought in someone from Burberry to run their stores, and she just recently left because we've now got to the point where they can't really innovate enough luxury into their product, so they have to diversify their product. Do you think Louis Vuitton Moet Hennessy is ever going to sell a bottle of uh, a Louis Vuitton shirt for less than 150 bucks? Probably not. You think they're ever going to sell a bottle of champagne, Moet Hennessy, a Moet? You see that word Moet at the grocery store, and you're like, you think they're ever going to try to sell their their premium champagne for anything less than 50 or 60 bucks? Probably not. And you can impress your friends by referring to Moet Hennessy or Moet as Moet. Um, I think your friends will like you. So he's worth 100 billion dollars in luxury brands. What? Oh, what I was going to try to say is. Um, Luxury really sold into the hip-hop and the rap community well. They wanted to flaunt their dollars as kind of a marketing campaign. Uh, people, Caucasian, middle-aged men were like, why is that guy you know, throwing around $100 bottles of champagne? Uh, and we would market for him. I don't like that rapper. He's wasting good champagne. American Airlines just ordered 50 new Airbus planes. That's a big story. That's a big win for Airbus. Boeing is stunning the Paris Air Show with a huge 737 MAX order. Now, wait, 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 wait. Isn't the 730 MAX grounded right now? Boeing was supposed to go to the Paris Air Show and not get a lot of orders. They were supposed to go to the Air Show and say, we're so, so sorry for the last year. We're sorry that we put out a plane that had software glitches or maybe we didn't train you enough. We're sorry. We're sorry. We're sorry. We're sorry. But they're getting orders for the plane that's messed up. That's how much I like Boeing stock. There's only two companies that can do mass airplanes. One of them is called Airbus, which I don't know whether you like it or not, but they're basically a super conglomerate of European countries that put together planes. Uh, France may do the wings. Germany may do the cockpits. Uh, someone's going to do the turbines. Like Different countries contribute in different ways. They can't even compete with Boeing. Boeing's an independent company in the United States. 
And Airbus had to have nation's help to come up with a product similar and kind of like that they can create jobs in Europe for. Boeing received a letter of intent for 200 737 MAX jets. Does that not blow you away? Like, that blows me away. I think that's stunning. Boeing received a letter of intent from even Ethiopian Airlines. Ethiopian Airlines is one of the two, air, two airlines that, that lost a plane, that lost pilots, that lost passengers. So other companies, uh, Aer Lingus, British Airways, Iberia, a lot of companies saying, we'll take that 737 Mac, Boeing Max, Boeing 737 Max. I don't know. That tells you, um, I'm not going to tell you to go buy Boeing, but it shows you the resiliency of Boeing. It's To me, it's like Nike. There's blue chip companies that you want to own that, yeah, they're going to get into trouble. Microsoft got into trouble, and now they're sitting at an all-time high. Apple, at one point in time, had an antenna gate. Do you remember antenna gate? Or even Steve Jobs like, yeah, if you hold the iPhone 4 like this, the antenna comes magically back on. I think they fixed that with software, and they probably told their distributors and manufacturers, like, we need to fix, we need to make sure the hardware is right. Because if you hold the phone just like this, it would make it go away. And I think they got it done with the software patch, if I remember correctly. But every dog has its day, and every great company has its bad periods. Um, Microsoft had antitrust issues. You know, um, Intel and AMD used to leapfrog each other on occasion on semiconductors. But sometimes you know, getting the, the semiconductors from 15 nanometers down to 12 nanometers was a failure. And we were like, we're going to sell these chips at Christmas of 2012. And then it turns into spring of 2013. And you had an opportunity to buy it when the stock got hit because they missed targets. Now, I don't want you to own only blue chips because here's the thing. Everyone knows about Apple. Everyone knows about Microsoft. Everyone knows about Nike. Everyone knows about Boeing. But I'm going to say this one more time, and I'm going to shut up after that. I'm shocked that Boeing got orders for the 737 Max. And I'll almost say it in a funny way. I'm almost refreshingly shocked. I don't know if that makes any sense to you. Um, yeah, let's see. Boeing and China Airlines announced the airlines intend to order up to six 777 freighters. So China and Boeing still doing business, even though China and the U.S. are arguing about tariffs. Um, I'm trying to figure out if there's any information on the 737 MAX when it's going to be ungrounded. So August 5th seems like a big day coming up for them, but that doesn't mean anything. But that seems to be the day that they're targeting for some sort of announcement. So anyway, um, consult a broker advisor before taking action on any stocks ever mentioned on the show. I'm not here to do your portfolio for you. I don't know you. You could be an Uber driver who is barely making ends meet, who gets replaced by a robot down the road, and you get a bad period with something like a Boeing, and you'll be mad at me. But I am interested that stock is doing as well as it is, and that they're still getting orders. Um, I don't know why that impresses me. I'm not going to say the word impress, but I'm going to say that's intriguing. Boeing stock is slightly down today. And if you take a look at the last year, before they got into trouble, it was a $440 stock. And I could say the same thing before Microsoft got into trouble, before Apple got into trouble. Um, Nike's had some manufacturing issues. Nike's gone through some bad press with, and I used to say this in kind of a, a way that hasn't aged well, they used to have a lot of Asian workers who made Nikes. And I, I'd say things like, I kind of like that because, you know, they're, they're hiring kids and women because they can intimidate them. I didn't like that, but I kind of like that they had the Asian labor force who were making pennies 
nickels, quarters, because I could buy my Nikes for $110. If they were made in America, where people are getting $15 for minimum wage or $20 because Nike's competitive and wants to hire the better workers, those same pair of shoes are probably going to cost $200. So I was trying to show you the business model in kind of a shocking way, and I can't do that anymore. There's things that don't age well, saying things like, yeah, having uh, Kathy Lee Gifford. Do you remember her? She had a clothing line, and she's like, I'm Kathy Lee Gifford, and I'm wonderful. And the the headlines came out that Kathy Lee Gifford was using um, South American, not Latin American labor at really cheap rates. And they're using women because women can be intimidated in the manufacturing of factories a lot easier than men can. They're not as violent. They don't have violent reactions per se. So Kathy Lee Gifford, if she was a stock, she probably went from two hundred dollars to one hundred and fifty because she was perfect before that. And then suddenly, she what what she's not making this like in humane conditions. Same thing hit Nike and Nike stock got hit. So sometimes a blue chip company becomes tainted, and oftentimes those companies come roaring back. I have a friend that used to call those fallen angels. Eh, I don't like that term, but maybe if it clicks with you, it clicks with you. If you know what I'm saying. I'm still fascinated. Popeyes is doing the six foot, 10 inch bucket of chicken. I'm fascinated by that. It shows you America, right? Can you imagine like some poor children in Africa who are starving? Feed the world. And Bono's there and he's like, we're going to feed these people. Otherwise they're going to die. And Sam Kennison's like, they live in a desert. They should move out of a desert. You can't grow corn in a desert. Someone shows them a picture of a six foot, 10 inch bucket of chicken. I wonder why Americans are hated. <laughs> you think that's the reason, number one reason why? I think it could be. Anyway, I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Don't be shy. The Federal Reserve is likely to say today that rate cuts are coming. That satisfies the markets. When rate cuts happen, we'll start saying, when do rate cuts end? We'll be less happy as we get to the end of the rate cut cycle. The market will be like, oh, you're taking away our stimulus. Like last December, when the Federal Reserve said, you know, we're going to continue March rates higher. Last October, November, December, the markets panicked and sold off because we want the Federal Reserve. We want the U.S.-China deal. We want, we want, we want. You can see how that's played out. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I just talked a lot about Boeing and blue chip stocks that fall, and typically you could use it as a buying opportunity. One of the weird things about that is, is you don't know how long it's going to take for it to come back. It took Microsoft many, many years to hit its all-time high again, and yet, because it did, had you kept investing in it, it's been one of the best investments in SP 500 for the last 20 years. So there's a company out there right now called Lacroix. Um, they basically make bubbly water, and the company went BPA-free in April, but same store, some stores still selling older cans that contain the chemical. Here, you're supposed to be drinking something that's water, and it's got chemicals in it. That's a damaging thing to a reputation, right? So, Boeing got their reputation damaged, even to the point some Southwest Airline pilots, they've had to basically sit and wait to get back in the captain's seat. Some Southwest Airline pilots are suing them. So you may have to wait for the lawsuits on the, the, the human toll. Then you may have to wait on the lawsuits for the pilots and saying, we want to be compensated because we haven't been able to fly. We live in a litigious society, and that's for better and for worse. But LaCroix may not make it because they're a smaller company. And since their bubbly water contains chemicals that 
aren't supposed to be in our body. Some people have probably switched. They might have been loyal, but when they heard the company, they can't be trusted. That's the big thing with Facebook right now is can you trust them? And I I kind of like monopolies. I kind of like companies that have the position of abusing their power. Personally, no. Investment-wise, yeah. So if I come up to a table of four people playing Monopoly and you know everyone's down to their last you know, $100, $200, and there's one person who has every hotel, every space, and all four of them are looking for investors. Who, who am I going to invest with? I'm going to get the guy who's going to win the game. Now, at some point in time, the people who lose are going to flip the board up in the air, and the hotels are all going to go scattering, which is a classy move. When you're losing, throw the board game up in the air, quit in the middle of it. That brings up some funny memories. Um, my brother Michael, at one point in time, was playing Scrabble, not Scrabble. Um, what's the word game where you put word tiles down and you spell words? Mm, not Scrabble. So he's playing Scrabble, and uh, we, we had to play games like that because we lived overseas. And my brother Mike loses, and he takes, you know, on the Scrabble pieces that you put in the board uh, so your play, uh, other players can't see it. Picked it up, hawked at my brother David, wounded him, didn't wound him, gave him stitches. He needed stitches, he was so wounded. He was gushing blood. That's what it was like being in the black family competitions. But like my sister, she's the youngest one. And, you know, when you're younger, you play, instead of playing Scrabble, you're playing games like Old Maid. It was hilarious because if she was the Old Maid at the end of it, it's a card game where you eliminate cards slowly but surely. And then whoever's holding the Old Maid at the end is the Old Maid and is a loser. So my sister didn't like being called the Old Maid. She didn't like losing. So she'd bend the card. And we caught on to it. So we'd been to other cards, and we had unbend that card, so she'd still end up with the old maid. We weren't the nicest brothers, but we were competitive, if that makes any sense. Stock market is little changed right now ahead of the Fed policy directive. That's coming out at 2 o'clock Eastern, so you do the math on where you are, and that's when the market's going to change. That's where the market's going to get its direction. Right now, if you look at it, we're kind of where we opened. We're waiting on the Fed. The market looking to the Fed, the market's looking to ease tariffs, and the market's looking for a couple other factors to fall into place. Recession or no recession. No recession is a good sign. Recession means we have jobs and we spend our money. Oh, no, no, I think I said that wrong. No recession's a good thing. Recession's a bad thing. Ah, it's been one of those mornings. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. I try to bring up things that could get you excited about investing. Earlier in the show, I talked about Peloton. Super expensive uh, internet-based equipment, exercise equipment that you put in your house. There's another company that's doing similar, and they're going into, instead of setting up their own unique kind of boutique shops, they're going into Best Buy's because Best Buy's already have the stores. Best Buy likes it because there's a big markup on the product, and they're more than willing to give their space in their store so they can get a product with fat margins. So one area that I want you to look into, and you're not going to believe it, it's esports. I think baseball, if you look at attendance, it's in severe decline year over year. I'm not saying baseball is dead because that would be stupid. The NBA is still doing great and they're still raising prices. The NFL is still great, but I see fewer and fewer kids playing football as moms are like, I don't want my kids to get a concussion. Esports, you could play football and not get a concussion unless you're like a really aggressive gamer and you're coming from the family, the black family. My brother Michael throws his controller at your head after he loses and you get a concussion, but it's not likely to happen. Um, there's some ETFs on e-gaming, an exchange-traded fund. If you want to invest in this world, consult a broker advisor before taking any action on anything I, I mentioned. But it's the ticker symbol HERO, H-E-R-O. 
And inside of it, you're going to see stocks that are publicly traded that have some sort of tie to electronic sports. Now, electronic sports, probably not in your neighborhood, but if you go to, to South Korea, they'll sell out a 18,000 arena, and people will cheer and watch all day long. Um, Heroes out there at this point in time, it's not out there at this point in time, it's going to come out shortly. And when it does, you'll be able to see all the company. You could say, I like the index, I like the theme, I like the, the trend. And it'll probably have games in it, like Take-Two. It'll probably have Electronic Arts, Activision. It'll probably have AMD and NVIDIA. It'll probably have other companies that have exposure to eSports, right? eSports are so real that professional football teams, like the Dallas Cowboys, have their own eSports team that they sponsor. They pay the kids $60,000 a year. They get 10 of them together. They go to competitions. They promote the real sport while they're playing the electronic sport. It's really an interesting world. And again, when the ETF comes out, I want you to look at it because it's a trend. You know, the way millennials spend money, that's also a trend. You can make money off that. The aging of the baby boomer, the trend of more pharmaceuticals, more healthcare, it's a trend. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.